On this special edition of the Transparent Truth, the coach Keith Miller takes you back to his coaching days as a coach with the Compton Tar Babes. Sit back and take a ride. This is the Compton Chronicles, the life and times of Hub City. <laughs> welcome, welcome. You're now listening live to the Transparent Truth. It's your boy, Coach Keith. I'm in here, Cerritos, California. A little quick announcement. This is going to be our last and final Compton Chronicles. I'm going to bring this story to a close on this episode. Me and my guy, Greg Biggins, we got to get back together. There's a lot going on in high school football across Southern California and beyond, and we're going to bring it to you first. Uh, signing day is around the corner, and we got to make sure that you guys are updated and informed on everything high school football. But before we do that and before I get to the Compton Chronicles, we got to remind everybody about our Sleeper of the Week. Hey, we want to remind everybody, tune in every Wednesday for our Sleeper of the Week segment. Really want to thank our guy, Larry Miller. He's allowing us to showcase unknown prospects that need to be brought to the spotlight. Larry is all about family and community, and his support is helping to change the lives of young players across the country. Each week, young men are getting scholarship offers after being featured on this show. So thank you, Larry. When we have business and a man that is really interested in the community, we need to show our support right back at him. Sit and Sleep is the only place that offers advanced sleep technology. Greg? Body diagnostics. That's five-star stuff. This is high-quality stuff. Lay down on a mattress, and within seconds, thousands of sensors can help you find the absolute right mattress for you. Wow, within seconds? Seconds. Man, that's awesome. Sit and Sleep. They'll beat anyone's advertised price, or your mattress is free. Appreciate you, Larry Miller. Thank you, Larry. And we're back. So last we left off on the Compton Chronicles, we revenge, We got a revenge game win versus Esperanza. We moved on to Orange Lutheran. We lost in the quarterfinals to Aaron Corto and Orange Lutheran, who went on to win the CIF Southern Section Championship. Uh, I mean, I believe the state championship. They were a great team. And shout out to Aaron Corp and Blake Ailes and all those guys. Jim Kunal, the head coach. They, uh, they had a great year, that 2006 year, and they deserved the championship. But nonetheless, we had a great season at Compton. There was a lot to be proud of. But so many guys overcame so much. Coaching staff overcame so many obstacles and adversity. And I'm just glad that I was a part uh, of that group. And looking back on it, it was an amazing accomplishment with the environment that we worked in and the kids lived in and the resources or the lack of resources that we had uh, to help ourselves. Uh, but we didn't allow that to stop us. We didn't allow that to slow us down. We used that um, as motivation, as inspiration to do bigger and better things. And that's exactly what we did. And so after that 2006 season, uh, you know, we started to reap the benefits of our off-season work, of our weight room, um, of our study hall, of kids going to class. Scholarships were being offered to our players. Anthony Wright ends up signing with the University of Colorado. He's the first Compton High School football player signed a scholarship in over 20 years. Porter Hill, he signs a scholarship to Fresno State University. Those are our two biggest kind of uh, recruited seniors. And it was a very, very happy time. But, you know, we didn't feel like, we did not feel like at the time that we were going to be done. We, we felt like we had a new year coming. We had a lot of really good underclassmen. But Coach Keith, me, myself, I was feeling a little worn out. I was feeling a little complacent. I was feeling like 
or maybe I needed a new challenge. So I had started to listen to other offers to go coach in different places. And uh, I can remember back in 2006, kind of moving into 2007, we were getting ready to have our, not getting ready, it was the night of our banquet, and I wasn't going to go. Uh, and then my brother, older brother Jason, who was our office coordinator, he kind of convinced me to go, and we kind of met up at the banquet hall. And I remember seeing all the players, and the first person I saw, I remember, was Dayton Jones, who was you know a junior defensive end at the time, who started to emerge as a as a good football player. You know, a year and a half ago, he was the worst football player on the team, and uh, his recruitment started to kind of pick up. And I remember he came, he ran to me, and he was just like a like a young boy, like a baby, running to his dad. He said, "Coach, you know, are you you coming back next year?" And I looked at him, and and I didn't intend on coming back, and I told him, "Yeah, I'm gonna come back next year." And uh, I really wasn't going to come back, though. The, the story behind that is, you know, I had offers to go coach, uh, be a coordinator at the junior college level, uh, to be a coordinator somewhere else, coaching high school football. And I felt like I needed to move away from Compton High School for many different reasons. Uh, the drama, the turmoil, the adversity, the lack of resources, the frustration with parents and, and so on, the education. It, it got to me and I was ready to move on. But when Dayton, who was one of my pupils and a kid that I was grooming, he ran up to me in his three-piece suit and his hard-bottom shoes and kind of almost with you know tears in his eyes asked, because he had heard the rumors asking, was I going to leave? I looked at him and told him that I wasn't. And I'm a man of my word. And so I stuck around. And you know, 2007 was upon us. Um, for those of you who've seen the picture from that 2006 banquet, which is, you know, the Compton Chronicles kind of marketing. Uh, that was a special group of players, a special group of coaches. I'm, I'll always be appreciative of my time with that group. Uh, but it was, a, it was a lot of heartache and pain with that group as well. I mean, you know, one of our guys, like I said, Demetrius Johnson, our quarterback after the season, four weeks after the season, robs a 7-Eleven liquor, uh, excuse me, Mini Mart, gets you know, four to five years in prison. A couple other guys end up robbing some people. They get time in prison. It was it wasn't you know the nicest place in the world. Uh, it definitely had its challenges. And at that point, you know, I could have I could have left, but I decided to stay. And, and mainly because of Dayton Jones, I knew his potential had started. He started to realize it. He still needed a ton of work. And I wanted to see, I wanted to walk him across the finish line because I, I thought that I could really groom him to be something special because he was somebody who never questioned anything I ever said or anything I ever did. He always followed my directions to a T as hard as he possibly could. And I wanted to reward him by me sticking around and coaching him his senior year. So 2007 is upon us, the 2007 off season. And, uh, you know, it's going as scheduled as we had built our program to go. Guys are in study hall. Guys are in the weight room. Guys are either on the track or doing their speed work with the coaches. And it was, you know, business as usual. Uh, that group of eighth graders that we had recruited a few years ago, they were now coming in. They were going to be juniors now. Chris Metcalf, uh, Justin Brown, Curry Williams. I mean, we had a good group, and of course, Dayton Jones was going to be back, and a kid that I haven't mentioned much, you know, during this Compton Chronicles deal, 
uh, a kid named James Randall. James Randall was a very, very troubled young kid when I first met him as a freshman a few years prior. I mean, he was seven Fs, all problems, no solutions, and he just looked like he was just going to be a disaster for four years at Compton, but he began to write his ship, get his train back on track. He began coming to study hall. He began coming to the weight room, running track. He started to assimilate in our program, and it really started to change him. And James Randall had then, at that point in time in the 2007 offseason, he was going to be a junior coming up. He was a part of that Chris Metcalf group, and he began to emerge as one of the top juniors in our program. And I mean, this is a kid who had a troubled background and came from absolutely nothing, but he battled his way. He bought in and the culture of the program really helped him turn his life around. So now we got this group of juniors who are really ready to come in and play big time ball because they had experience as sophomores and they practiced against against and with us, you know, their entire sophomore year. So. Uh, we were looking forward to that junior group, but of course, Dayton was our leader, along with Donald Green, our running back, who ran 4-3. Um, they were the two seniors in that group who I think um, they were going to be ready to lead us this offseason. And so here we go. It's 2007 offseason, and we're rocking and we're rolling. Guys are getting bigger, stronger, faster, quicker. We're, we're developing our scheme. We're getting smarter now. Pete Carroll is coming by for spring practice and sitting in our meetings and Carl Durrell is coming by spring practice and sitting in our meetings and uh, Dayton Jones kind of gets one of his first offers from USC and UCLA. He's blown up nationally on the recruiting landscape and it's just a fun time to be a part of Compton High School. Guys are really, really starting to get the attention they deserve. You know, our juniors, Chris Metcalf, begin to get his first offer from Colorado um, Justin Brown started getting his recruiting attention. As a young sophomore came about around the program, James McConico, who, for all intents and purposes, this kid uh, was built like the Adonis. I mean, you know, five foot 11, 185 pounds. I mean, built like a man, but was only a kid at the time. And I really, really was intrigued by him. And he became part of our team. But one of the biggest additions to our team in that offseason was a kid by the name of Tavon Brown. He transferred in from San Pedro High School. Tavon was from that Harbor City, San Pedro area. And what a blessing this kid was to our team and my life. I remember the first day of spring ball. This kid is, you know, he's in the line and he's doing agility drills and he's just moving at a different tempo and a different speed and pace than everybody else. And he's got a look in his eyes that's ferocious. And before you know it, you know, we nicknamed this kid Bad News Brown because Tavon Brown was a physical creature. Uh, it didn't matter if we were in pads, out of pads, seven on seven, one on ones. He was going to knock the crap out of whoever was in his way. And once he did it, he would get this wild eye and he would look kind of crazy. That's why we nicknamed him Bad News Brown. And we just knew this kid was going to play huge dividends for us in the 2007 season. He was slotted to play safety, also play wing back. And he was a talented, talented football player. I like to tell people that, you know, I've coached two professionals, really three professionals in my lifetime on the high school level. Um, at that Compton High program, Lamar Chapman was a was a NFL player playing high school, 
uh, Dayton Jones became an NFL player uh, playing high school, and Tavon Brown was an NFL player playing high school football. This kid was advanced in his abilities, his skills, his techniques, his understanding of concepts, schemes, and philosophies. And he was a guy who worked hard, and he was going to fit in perfectly with what we were doing. Uh, the great part about the offseason 2007, we began to develop offensively and adding to our scheme. We were a double wing team, but my brother spent some time with the University of Arkansas's Gus Malzahn, and he began running that wild hog offense that Gus Malzahn ran with the two running backs, Darren McFadden, and I forget the other kid's name, over at Arkansas. And we began to incorporate that offense into our Compton High School offensive scheme and it paid dividends in spring practice. I'll never forget my brother broke it out with a scout team offense against my first team defense the first time and our little 4-3 running back is running all over us and I can't freaking believe it. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. But it was a scheme that we really liked and my brother really liked and it was a simple scheme but we had the, the players that kind of fit the scheme so you know, there it was. We were going to go with that and add that with our double wing offense. We kind of had a power offense. We kind of had a speed spread offense. Uh, Bernard Pooley Griffin, he was moving into the quarterback position. He was going to be more of an athlete at quarterback. Still had a decent arm, but was going to be more of an athlete. Uh, we were set. We were really, really set. Curry Williams was our other wing back, along with Tavon Brown. Justin Brown was on the offensive line. Fui Fatu was still there as a senior. Dayton was on the offensive line. We had a kid named Fat Joe. We called Fat Joe um, as our center. And, and he was a kid who was going to be a junior. And, excuse me, he was going to be a senior, I believe. Yeah, Fat Joe was going to be a senior, I believe. Um, and, you know, he was a kid who was quiet, but he was steady. You know, he was... He spent the last two years in the weight room. You never thought he would ever be anything on the football field, but committed, assimilated, locked in, focused in, uh, really gained the strength, power, and, and football ability that he needed to contribute to the football team. And he did that. And so, you know, we were set. We had players, we had schemes, uh, we had very good coaching staff that was still there for the third year. And here we go. The 2007 kind of summer comes along, and I'll never forget we're in summer practice, kind of hell week, and we got film there. We're recording practice. I remember a, a ball is thrown over middle, and Tavon Brown comes downhill and absolutely destroys some poor kid and hit, almost knocks his head off. And I just remember watching that and showing that to the team, and I said, you know, this is the type of animal I'm looking for on our defense. I want guys that want to run and knock the piss out of people. Tavon Brown was that guy, and I knew I had that guy. I was really, really looking forward to showcasing him to the Southern California coaches and players because he was something different. And uh, the first game of the season, we played Chino. We take a drive out to Chino. It's 100 degrees. Uh, you know, we start off in our double wing offense, which is interesting about this. We start off in our double wing offense and we go three and out. We can't get a first down. We punt the ball. We stop them three and out. Dayton Jones was huge on defense that game, kind of his first game out to shoot his senior year. We get the ball back. Our first play in our new kind of Arkansas offense, Donald Green gets the ball and goes 75, 80 yards up the sideline on a fly sweep. 
Uh, we moved Curry Williams, the quarterback, kind of in a wildcat situation. He fakes it to Donald Green, runs up the middle. He breaks two or three long touchdown runs. And uh, Donald Green breaks another. Tavon Brown breaks a reverse to the house for another 60-yard run. We end up blowing them out. I think the score was 56-6. to six. Uh, Bernard Pooley Griffin with an interception. Dayton with a couple of sacks. Uh, and we get 2007 started off right. And we're rolling. Uh, we kind of run roughshod through that 2007 season. Uh, we take an L to Dominguez. We take an L to Dominguez. I'm not, wait, hold on. We know we didn't play Dominguez that year. I'm sorry. We didn't play Dominguez that year. Um, whoever we played, no, we were undefeated. We were undefeated all the way up until Long Beach Poly. We were, I believe, 7 and 0 going up against Long Beach Poly. Poly was 6 and 1. We were 7 and 0. Uh, we had made a goal line stand at the final second against Long Beach Milliken to preserve a win. But again, we were 7 and 0. We had Long Beach Poly at home, and this time they were going to come to Compton High to play football. Apparently, we had gained their respects where they needed to come to our stadium. But we're 7 and 0. Polly is 6 and 1. Polly had lost to Birmingham, which was the Jackson Twins and Milton Knox's team early in the season. But they had Jarrell Casey, who was an absolute monster, still an absolute monster as an all pro in the NFL for the Tennessee Titans. But they were coming to Compton. It was homecoming. Anthony Wright was coming in from the University of Colorado as he was red shirting to come see the game. And. It was a environment that you've never seen before at, at Compton High School. Maybe never in the city of Compton. I mean, it was so packed at Compton High School. It was unbelievable. They brought in extra bleachers to put in the back of the end zone on both sides. The game was broadcast live on the local cable channel. Standing room only. People on the tracks all around the football field. It was unbelievable. Uh, we jump out on Long Beach Poly first. Donald Green around the left end for about a 60-yard run. A great block by Dayton Jones. Springs in. We're up on Poly 7-0. Uh, but that's kind of where it ended. Long Beach Poly takes it to us, kind of pushes us around a little bit. And we just... Those juniors... Were juniors. They were not veteran seniors. They were not savvy seniors. They were juniors, and they played like it. Um, I didn't do a great job as a defensive coach, getting us ready and prepared how we need to be on defense that game. I think you know Polly wears us out. I think it's thirty-five, fourteen, or forty-two to fourteen, something like that. Um, they really handed to us. We figure out, hey, you know what? We weren't ready for big time in two thousand seven just yet. Um, for the third consecutive year in a row, we allow Polly to beat us twice. The next week after Long Beach Polly, after Jarrell Casey takes our running back, snatches the ball from him, and then pounces him on his head. Uh, Justin Brown sits out the next week. We've got all types of issues um, in terms of going to play Lakewood. We got guys who are hurt, guys who are injured. Lakewood beats us the third time in a row when they shouldn't have, and it's a frustrating time. We're eight and two. We finish off, excuse me, seven and two. We finish off the season with a win over Cabrillo. We're eight and two going into the playoffs. We go uh, to go play Edison, Edison High School in Huntington Beach. Um, 
good coach, Dave White. They had a really good team. It's a physical game. It's a fun game to be a part of. We're playing okay defensively. They're playing okay defensively. It's kind of a, a battle. I think the score is 14 to 10 at halftime. We're down. Second half comes out. They make a couple plays. Um, we, we, we try to battle back. We just don't have enough juice in our tank. Uh, again, we were a little bit young in terms of playmakers. And uh, Edison beats us. The final score is 28-17 to 17 of that game. We get knocked out in the first round of the playoffs. They were the higher seed. I think we were the 12 seed. They were the 5 seed. And we get knocked out. And that was the last time. I would ever coach in a Compton High School hat, hoodie, polo, whatever you want to call it. We may have had a terrific run, but we knew at the end of that Edison game it was time for me to go. I know my brother felt like it was time for him to go. And we departed the Compton High School program, and that was going to be it. Uh, it, was a, it was a great run, a terrific run. 23 and 11, I believe, in three seasons after start after being 0 and 30 the year before 0 and 10 on all three levels. So it was a lot to be a proud of. It was a lot to appreciate, but it was time for us to go. I went on to take a junior college job as a defensive coordinator, and you know it was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Tremendous memories, terrific relationships. Uh, just want to shout out some guys who. I don't know, you know, I've talked about them, but I uh, want to shout them out just to show them some love and because I know that they're listening and I want to say goodbye to some guys who are no longer with us or, or who are locked up. Um, Trendale Wingate, a kid who played for us in 06, he got declared ineligible. That really affected him and uh, he never really bounced back. We didn't get a chance to really assimilate him into the program the way we wanted to. We really could have helped change his life. But he's in he's in jail for for murder or attempted murder. I think he's doing you know twenty five years to life. Uh, Want to give a shout out to Fat Joe, our center, who was gunned down in a murder. He was at a birthday party, and somebody shot into the house from the street, and he was shot and killed. Um, I want to shout out, you know, Jay Rue. Dixon, um, he was my linebacker in 2007, middle linebacker, defensive captain. He was five foot six at his, you know, at his best, and 195 pounds. But he, he had a, he developed a huge heart in the three years or the four years he was in the program. He went on to be in the military, and a lot of respect for him. I want to shout out Ray Chapman. Our, our embattled corner who lost his brother, Ray Marr, to a murder in 06. Um, Ray went on to play at Dixie State University. Um, and he's now involved, heavily involved in the church and helped me along with my faith as well. He's also the godfather of my youngest son. I want to shout out Dayton Jones, a kid who, you know, I've looked at him. And I told him when he was younger, son, you might not ever play for me, ever. And he's a kid who did nothing but absolutely outwork everybody around him. And he's earned his way to a scholarship to UCLA. I became an all-conference defensive end. Graduated with his college degree. First-round draft pick 
2013 the Green Bay Packers, who's now playing for the Dallas Cowboys as an interior defensive lineman. Want to shout out Lamar Chapman, uh, the guy who helped kind of get this thing started at Compton. Went on to El Camino College, was a first-team All-American cornerback. Went on to the University of Utah, was an All-Conference honorable mention Pac-12 player, uh, and played professionally um, in Canada for a little bit or NFL Europe. Want to shout out Bernard Pooley Griffin, corner who played for me, who had a ton of ability. Went to go play at Missouri State and uh, got a lot of love for him. He was a great kid and gave tremendous effort. Want to shout out Chris Metcalf, a kid who, uh, you know, we helped recruit out of eighth grade. His junior year in 2007, he committed to Pete Carroll in USC while I was there. Um, and then he ended up losing that scholarship or changing his mind or whatever the case may be. He ended up signing with Nevada, but he became an Army All-American the year after I left. Uh, went on to University of Nevada, left there. Um, not sure what he's doing now. I think he's rapping, but got a lot of love for you, Chris, and I know you're probably listening. Uh, Want to give a big shout-out to Justin Brown. Committed to the University of Oregon when he was coming out of high school. Things happened. He didn't end up making it there. Went to jail, got out. I hear he's back in jail now, but I know or I hope he's listening at some point in time. And yeah, I love you, kid, and keep your head up and but try to make good decisions while you're in there. Um, it's just so many guys, man. It's, you know, I want to give a shout out to Burger, you know, PJ, David Paul, Porter Hill, all those guys who went to battle, went to war for us and with us. I so, so appreciate you guys. I uh, want to give a big shout out to Coach Otis Harrison, my guy. Um, a lot a lot of love for this dude, man. I mean, he uh, he's just one of those guys, man, you always want with you when you're coaching or whatever you're doing. You just want this guy with you. He was one of those teammates that you, just, you have to have, like a Brian Dawkins type. I just really appreciate all the help and just working side by side, man. He's really did an unbelievable job. I want to appreciate and shout out my brother, Jason Miller, who was, you know, a record-setting offensive coordinator, convinced me to come to Compton with him. We did tremendous things together. He went on to become the head coach um, at Verbum Day High School, where we went together in 2013. He was a coach of the year in the league, went over to be the head coach in Inglewood. Um, again, did a great job. Big shout out to him. He's a great coach. Now he's living in Palo Alto. Hopefully he's going to be the next coach at Palo Alto High School. Uh, man, who else? And, you know, I just hope I'm not leaving. I know I'm leaving, guys. Uh, shout out to Mike Evans. Mike Evans, who transferred over from Carson, who now runs Lace Facts. And the Lace Facts facility over here in Norwalk for training youth, training the youth kids. Uh, Mike Evans was a hard worker, a disciplined hard worker. And he's taking that same attitude and energy to Nevada. Uh, to University of Louisville and now running his own business. Very proud of you, Mike. Um, shout out to our head coach, Calvin Bryant, for giving me the opportunity, giving us the opportunity to go in there and do what we do, turn nothing into something and do it very, very quickly. Thank you for the opportunity and thank you for the memories. I want to thank the city of Compton. Uh, 
all the guys who came out to our games and who showed us love. And I'm talking from the hustlers, the pimps, and the players. I mean, we listen, uh, I'm not here to judge anybody. You do what you do. But I appreciate you for supporting the kids, supporting the coaches, supporting the team and the school. It was a lot of fun in Compton, man. Those three years, I will never, ever, ever forget. Uh, Demetrius Johnson, our quarterback, I hope he's still not in jail. I don't know where he's at, but I hope he's okay. Uh, Donnie Bobo, Honker, I know you guys were locked up for a little while for doing things that you shouldn't have been, but I hope you guys are out and you have your heads on straight and you're doing things right. Shout out to Deontay Brooks, my former captain and middle linebacker. I love you, kid. Wherever I go, if I get back into coaching, I'm taking you with me. Uh, went on to to El Camino in the Portland State, got his degree, and I just I love the kid for who he aspires to be and the things that he's done to get himself out of situation that you know that he found himself in. I really really can appreciate that. Shout out to Donald Green, a little scooter, our running back, four three forty, but he was more than just a four three forty guy. Donald was. He was a character. He was he was laughable. He was lovable. And uh, thank you for all your hard work, even though we had to run you down to get it done. But thank you. Again, man, so many, so many people, so many things. Compton Chronicles, man. The city of Compton is a special place, man. It's special for negative reasons and positive reasons. I mean, there's there's athletes, but there's so much drama. Um, there are great kids, but there are so many bad things surrounding them. Um, there are poor things happening, but there are also awesome things happening. I can just really, really appreciate everything that happened over there, the good, the bad, the indifferent. Uh, and that kind of brings our comp or excuse me, my Compton Chronicles to a close. Um, I appreciate you guys following along and listening for those of you out there who have. Uh, this is the last episode of the Compton Chronicles. Wanted to bring this thing to a close uh, starting up next week on Wednesday, we'll be back to the regular Transparent Truth. Myself, Coach Keith, and Greg Biggins on the call. There's so much going on in high school sports. we got to get back to the regular show. Transfers, offers, commits. National Shining Day is less than two weeks away. There's so many things going on. we got to get back to it. But I appreciate everybody who's following along, everybody who supported Compton Chronicles, supported the Transparent Truth. 2017 was a fabulous fabulous year 2018 is gonna be even better i got a lot in the oven that's cooking i got a lot on tap that's ready to pour i got some special announcements some collaborations that i'm doing with people events i'm working on things behind the scenes so many positive things i could not do this without you guys supporting me so thank you very much please be looking forward to the transparent truth in its regular time and regularly scheduled programming next Wednesday myself again Coach Keith and Greg Biggins follow the show on social media Uh, but without further ado let's bring this baby to a close there's a new sheriff in town and his name's Reggie Hammond y'all be cool